Welcome to the Amphenol Frontline Podcast, where we share success stories and best practices of Amphenol management throughout the corporation. This episode features Thane Hardy, General Manager of Amphenol Optimize in Nogales, Mexico. We talk about the unique challenges of managing the many business units with operations within Optimize, while the Mexican government shut down the facilities. We talk about the challenges of ensuring proper social distancing with the employees as much outside of work as within the factories. And we talk about the measured increase in workforce at Optimize over the next month, as together we combat the coronavirus pandemic around the world. The Amphenol Optimize facility, how many different divisions have some sort of a factory presence underneath your uh, leadership at Optimize, underneath your umbrella? Sure. Amphenol Optimize is set up to be a shelter or umbrella for the divisions of Amphenol. Right now we have 30 divisions that are with standard hours production, uh, but we also have 39 cost centers in total. Mm-hmm. So quite a bit. It's a large presence there. And, and, and how many employees, I mean, not to the exact number, but roughly how many employees do you have underneath, again, the Optimize umbrella? Right now we have about 4,000 employees uh, here in Nogales, Mexico. We also help out Tamphenol Alden products. And uh, down there we have about 216 in Seal, three hours south of here. And in total, Mexico, Amphenol has 7,555 employees. When Mexico decided that, the, the government of Mexico desi- decided that they were going to shut down, that was a big deal, obviously, um, not only for Mexico itself, but also just specifically to Amphenol Optimize. So just without going too detailed on it, what was the initial reaction and how did you and the leadership team there at Optimize deal with that? initial uh, directive by the Mexican government? Well, we were kind of waiting for it because we had seen how China shut down during the month of February and was starting to get back uh, up and running in March. So we kind of thought, well, by the time the virus hits this area, we'll have to do something similar. So by the end of March, we were, you know, already prepared. And that's when the federal decree came out saying, you know, in April, we want to shut down. And so uh, we had already, you know, made the preparations, purchased materials and so forth. You did have a head start, obviously. And we've talked to other people at, at Amphenol um, who, you know, once it really started to go down in China, I think everyone was kind of tipped off, like, be ready, this could be coming. Right. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, getting face masks in, starting to get... Uh, you know, those little thermometers that can uh, take the temperatures, you know, those are the kind of things that we we're starting to procure and uh, get in-house. And then we started training the people, started talking to them, the supervisors, our EHS committee, the operation managers and so forth saying, yeah, this is going to be our new reality starting in, in April. Mm-hmm. And it really did take a while to get here to uh, Nogales. The, the virus was very late in getting here. I mean, I think our first case was somebody that they brought in from Sarik, you know, a Pueblo not far from here. And so it, you know, and that was probably mid-April. Mm-hmm. But unfortunately, here in the month of May, you know, we've seen a, a big spike. So when the directive initially came out by the Mexican government, um, I remember talking to 
uh, Raul Gomez, who uh, uh, works at uh, Infinal Mexicali, and you probably know him. And he was talking right. about how one of the difficult aspects of this was you're talking to multiple government officials in multiple different areas that all, none of them really had final decision-making process, but they had part of it and it was all part of a committee. And so it was, well, we still have to talk to this person, talk to that person. Has that been the same situation for you in Nogales and the state of Sonora? Very similar. Um, the only thing here is uh, at first, since uh, the state of Sonora, the governor is one political party and the president of Mexico is another political party. There was a little political posturing for power, let's say. Right. Um, but fortunately, the, the auditors here with Secretary of Health and that department, both federal and state and, and the local level, they were really good to work with. And so they saw where we were probably the first Maquila here in Nogales to start implementing some of these safety measures and health measures, you know, to keep the people safe, such as wearing face masks and alcohol gel, uh, the social distancing, things like that. Uh, they had a lot of confidence in us. So when they were coming around, we were probably one of the first maquilas they stopped at. So we were able to talk with them, show them all the preventive measures that we're taking, you know, that gave them a, a large sense of um, trust or confidence, you know, that we could go forward with this. And then, you know, they said, okay, we need you to at least shut down for a little while. So we did um, basically from the 4th of April until, you know, we opened back up around um, 13th of April because we were allowed to start back up because we had some of the essential operations here mm -hmm. in the essential industries. It's still a massive disruption, but really about a week and a half or so where you were really shut down. And so you've been slowly, I think, building back up the operations. Where do you currently stand with, you know, just in general with the optimized business and, and all the, the various facilities that you have there? Right now, we're somewhere around uh, 35 to 40 percent of the people that have come back to uh, to work. And that's right where the Mexican government wants us at this time. And basically, they want to use this time as a as a time to prepare to get back to 100 um, percent. There's a lot of non-essential companies that are just now starting to come back to work, you know, between now and the first of June. Mm -hmm. And so you know, it's, they're, they're trying to accommodate, you know, their workers coming back. And, and for us, it's just, we have to slowly add the additional workers in little by little. So we call them, we have them come into our clinic. We're fortunate to have our full health clinic here at uh, our campus at Optimize. Right. And so they meet with one of the doctors, nurses, they go through the questions, have a physical exam and, and so forth. And so over the next few weeks, what's the, is there a, a rough timeline to get to say, you know, above 50% or 75% so on? Yeah, it's just sometime in June, as soon as we can, the first week or two in June, hopefully getting up to 50% and then, you know, whatever the government will allow and however fast our people can come back in, in the month of June. But I, I don't think it'll take too, too long. How have the employees responded so far? I mean, you have so many, and so it was, I'm sure, a massive disruption to everyone's lives. 
But how has that response been as they've started to slowly come back into the to the factories? It's new. So I think they've responded fairly well. Um, but on our part, it's taken a lot of teaching, a lot of communication, a lot of explaining to them. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they've probably gone through all of those different uh, phases such as, is it really that bad? Or, hey, you know, how bad can the flu really be? To where, you know, I start showing them some of the case studies out of Hong Kong, out of China, out of other places. And look, it can be quite serious. And especially for those that we call in a vulnerable class, you know, if they mm-hmm. have some other pre existing health conditions such as diabetes, a heart condition, you know, obesity, or, or something like that, it could be quite severe. So um, it, it took a little while to really educate them. And, but once they got up to speed with all of that, then uh, they were, you know, really good to, uh, you know, take the necessary precautions and measures that we ask them to do. And you just said uh, at the beginning of this conversation that the cases are really starting to spike in the Nogales area. So is that just been within the last week or two that you really started to see an increase? Yes. I mean, it's unbelievable. We started out, you know, at the end of April with, you know, like 20 cases and, and now we're up to like 124 cases. Mm. So we are definitely hitting our peak here. One of the things that has not helped us was on May 10th, that was Mother's Day here. And so even though we show love to your mother is, you know, six feet apart and, and all of that, um, you know, people will be people. And so here in Nogales, we just see that, uh, you know, there was a lot of hugging and kissing going on <laughs> on that day. Yeah, it's it's hard. Uh, you it know, is. It, it, you got to, we're so used to it. We've never had a situation like this where literally all of, all of society has to, you know, just not put their hands on one another and show right. affection in a physical way. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's yeah. very strange. And, and I could, I can certainly understand why, where that would be difficult. Um, so what's just your general feeling over the next couple of weeks, uh, the future for uh, optimize for Nogales, what are you hoping, you know, best case scenario to see for the business there? Yeah. Best case scenario is to keep batting workers here, keep getting our production rates up and running um, obviously we've got a lot of customers that are just, you know, they're waiting anxiously to get their parts. And, yeah. and so, uh, you know, for the most part, we're able to comply at least with the urgent ones. There's a lot that we've been able to push out a little bit, but, uh, for the most part, we've been able to, uh, keep it going. And, and so that's what we want to do is just keep adding and adding every week. And hopefully by the end of June, we'll be, you know, back up to hundred percent. I know it's also, you know, this is still ongoing and you haven't had a lot of time to reflect as much as react, but in just this first month or so, have have there been any lessons or things that you and the team have implemented where you go, wow, that, you know, I'm really glad that we had a chance to do this because I, I don't know if we would have ever been able to establish this procedure or, you know, modify this system or whatever it may be as a result of having to do all these things because of the government directives? Uh, Well, one of the things that has really helped us here is, again, taking a look at all of the case studies and analysis, 
where the virus has been, you know, kind of uh, growing exponentially. And so one of the lessons that we learned early on is the key is dose plus time to have us, let's say a successful infection or, you know, catch the virus. Mm -hmm. And so we've tried to limit both the dose and other times we've had to limit the time. And so far it's, it's worked out very well. Uh, One of the key areas there is fresh air. You know, if you're in an office that just has a mini split and you're just recirculating the same air, sometimes even with a mask on, if you've got four or five people there, you know, eventually, you know, you're going to be rebreathing the same air. Mm, And so in cases like that, we've had to bring in air from the outside, inject fresh air. And that has been key. Um, With all the studies that we've read outside, if you're outside and the wind is kind of blowing a little bit, the chance of catching the virus is, is relatively almost zero. And that is, you know, if you've got a face mask on and if you're maintaining six feet distance, because uh, the fresh air just keeps all the, the virus particles away from you. So, you know, learning that early on and, and keeping the fresh air in, we have uh, what we call swamp coolers, evaporative coolers that bring in fresh air from the outside, help cool us off a little bit here in the month of May and June. Uh, that really does help. Yeah, I know, because you're getting into the really warm season here, probably any day yeah. now if you haven't been exactly. already. <laughs> it's starting. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm sure. Um, having been there during this time of year, I know how how warm it is as well. But Thane, uh, listen, I really appreciate you taking some time out of your day today to talk to me and to everyone listening on the sure. Frontline podcast. And my best of luck to... You, the family, and the entire optimized team in Nogales. Thank you. Uh, thank you, and we're thrilled, you know, to be part of the Amphenol family and the Amphenolians here. We're so proud of what everyone has been able to do here to be safe and, and uh, take care of themselves and their families, and, and yet at the same time still produce, you know, for Amphenol. <laughs>